0: Because after seven years of working with my church, I got laid off. Got laid off. You're like, how is that possible? You hear that happen? Stay fly, stay fly. Stay so fly, now, fly. I lost my house. You're listening to The Fly Guy Show. They do everything on the fly and in such a fly manner. Stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. Stay make all that for quality. Um, do you mind if I sit? <laughs> Nope. Right. So how many of you have ever been to Africa? No. Nope ever been outside of the United States, where were you born? Dominican Republic, okay? Well, I'm just going to share a few things with you and uh, I'm going to give you a chance to ask, so, uh, ask some uh, questions of me because I like being interactive, but the whole point of what I want to share with you today is that um, it's not how you start, it's what you do after you start. It is not how you start, but it is what you do after you start. Uh, like I said earlier, I'm from Ghana, West Africa. And um, I came to the U.S. when I was 15 years old. So I came here in 11th grade, and then I finished my 12th grade here. I went to... C.C. Williams High School. You guys know the movie, Remember the Titans? Yeah. That yeah, yeah, yeah. was my school, that was the history of my school. So I was there for a year and a half, and then I was part of the soccer team. And I tell people I was born with a soccer ball in my hand. You know, love soccer, love playing it and everything. back when I came me when I was 15, and the whole idea of pizza, ooh, I didn't get it. The idea of a burger, never had it before, you know? It was a completely different experience. I come here and the weather is cold. (laughs) (laughs) It is cold. Africa in Ghana, no, it's it's 60s. The coldest it gets is 60. Oh, love that? Oh, beautiful. (laughs) It gets as hot as 120, though. So, yeah, you don't want that. (laughs) But it was, it was very nice. And uh, I landed at JFK Airport, December 6, 1996. And for the first time, I saw my breath. I was like, wow, ah, it was so cold. <laughs> to see. I was like, this is cool. But it was very, very cold. And uh, I came, went to high school, and then I went to college at the at the uh, University of Middle Washington. But one thing I want to share with you is that, again, it's not how you start, it's what you do after you start. I came here, had to take assessments to get into. The, uh, high school grade, and then uh, people laughed at me because, interestingly, I had I had my own outfits, I had my own thing that I wore, you know, uh, African garments. I was proud being African, but people laughed at me, uh, but uh, I, I actually only had lunch once. In the whole year and a half I was there because my legal guardian did not sign up for lunch, so I couldn't pay for lunch. So I'll go all day without food and uh, I'll go to the field and walk around. And that was my experience. Um, I used to wear lots of hand-me-downs because that's all we could afford. But there was one thing in me that said that just give me time. Where I'm coming from does not limit me from where I'm going to be. It's not how you start, it is what you do after you start. So, one thing I actually learned about uh, about my coming here that really strengthened me was that there were many things that we did in Africa that are not done here. For example, in, in my culture, you never lift up your left hand. When your teacher asks a question, you don't go left hand. That is a sign of disrespect. <laughs> and so, imagine I'm in algebra class, and then the teacher asks a question, and left hands just go push. I'm like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> Somebody's about to get a whooping. I and mean, I'm like, gonna... everybody's in front of but that was normal because the left hand, you never shake anybody with your left hand. You always use your right hand. You raise your right hand and everything. When you are when you are talking to an adult and you have a hat on, you must take it off and then say hi, because it is a sign of disrespect. When an elderly person is talking to you and you have your hat on, you always say yes sir, yes ma'am. So I came here and it was like, crazy. In, in, in Ghana, I actually wore uniforms to school. Everybody looked the same, it was like the military. Uniform, everything was, and I come to America, and pants sagging, people got their own steps, I'm like, Everybody had their own fashion going on. That was a lot, a lot to get used to. But what makes a difference is that I knew who I was and I understood that my history is very important to my life. Many a times we discount our history and our experience because we want to like get away from Virginia. I want to leave this place. I just want to get away from home. You know, I can't wait to grow up so I can get my own apartment. Don't be such... Don't be in such a hurry to leave behind what you know, because it informs the very person that you are. I told you that I didn't have lunch many, many times at all. I I had lunch only one time in high school. That helps me do what I do now, my, my experience with my parents, teaching me morals. One thing I want to encourage you guys, though, before you get to high school, learn, I mean, before you get to college, learn how to learn. How about if you know how to learn? You know how to study? Okay, that is, now, that is an experience. I always say, your history is very, very important. And now, yeah, I can go into lots of African history, but I'm not there for that. I'm saying that the very experiences that you have that are very difficult. Anybody here have some difficult experiences in your life? At home, at school? Finances, friends, it's difficult, right? We all have those experiences, but don't discount them because those are the experiences that make you who you are. It is not how you start, it is what you do after you start. And so I came here to the US and um, I finished high school, went to DC, finished, you know, uh, I was in the honors program, you know, did all that fun stuff. And then I wanted to go to college, right? That was the very next step. So guess where I applied? I applied to the Ohio State University. VACA is baby, yeah, here we go. OH! What did you OH! H. Oh, hey, exactly, right? And I got admitted. So, I mean, I got my letter. Congratulations, you have been admitted. I'm like all excited, ready to go. And then I realized that it costs money to go. <laughs> <laughs> and so we had just been, I mean, we came to the US in December 96, but that's what well we 97. And so high school in 98, a year and a half, who's was gonna pay for a college. Didn't know anybody, didn't get any scholarships, and it was out of state. So it's like $22,000 back in 1999. Expensive. So I couldn't go. So here I find myself with all my friends in high school moving on to college and I am here working the grocery line and working at staples. And every time dude called my man, college is fun. It's awesome man. I'm like shut up, I don't want to hear about that. I'm here, you know uh, clean up in our four. Here I go. <laughs> go in clean up. But that is one experience that informed my life. It's so it was it was so bad that one time I went to bed with a coat of banana in my head. Do you know the coat of banana? Anybody worked in a grocery store before? No. The coat for banana is forty eleven. It is still forty eleven. So I went to bed so tired. Woke up from bed. I was like. 14, then I was like at that point I knew it was time to switch off because I was taking my work (laughs) into my dreams. (laughs) (laughs) It was time to switch, but again, it is not how you start, it is what you do after you start. So I take a year off, I work for CBS. So Staples, CBS and then shoppers and CBS. On Mondays, I'm good. Monday, yeah, man, let's work. On Tuesdays, I'm excited. Wednesday, you start slowing down. On Thursday, like, when you work two jobs and sometimes the overnight shift, you don't remember what day it is. The only days I remembered was Sunday and payday. (laughs) (laughs) Those were the only days that, that were even relevant at all. And I remember so much that one day I was stuck in the shelf on CBS. I was so exhausted, I, I, I like I was on my knees just putting the thing from the cart into the sh- onto the shelf and I put it on and I fell asleep. <laughs> That's how exhausted I was. And I am, at that point, 17 years old, supposed to be in college, doing what all my friends are doing, but here I am working two jobs, trying to save up for my own college. And this is what I signed up for, man. I signed up to be a doctor. I signed up to do something great. But again, it is not how you start. It is what you do after you start. So that whole year that I took off, I learned how to create a budget. I, I bought all my clothes. I bought my own computer. I was able to even give money to my family members to buy food and things like that. I learned how to be responsible. So when I got to college and everybody was doing crazy, crazy stuff, I was like, you don't understand. I don't work two jobs. I know not to be crazy. Now, I had fun in college. you have fun in college? <laughs> too much fun. <laughs> probably, have, probably have too much fun in college. But again, it is not how you start. It is what you do after you start. So four years in college, I went to become a doctor. I studied chemistry. And uh, now I am a minister. I'm a pastor now. It is not how you start. It is what you do after you start i can tell you all that story later but it's a whole it's a whole um it's an amazing story of just letting go of the very thing that you love so dear which was being a doctor i had my dreams right i was gonna be a neurosurgeon because after that you made money i had my mind my eight bedroom house my 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 bm you know, jet black, chrome rails, leather interior, wood paneling, I mean, bat warmers. I mean, I had everything. You need a bad warmer, amen. <laughs> very, very important. And so guess what? I had to sacrifice all of that to do what I am doing now. And so, um, it is not how you start. It is what you do after you start. One thing that is very important to me and that breaks my heart is, is the way that many of us relate to our fathers. I started my, my dad passed away three years ago. I had a very, very close relationship, but I left to come to the U.S. at age 15. And when I come here, sometimes I went to bed without food because we did not have. And I'm here thinking, yo, all you got to do is put me on the plane, get me back to my mom. I made my mama cook tonight. I am going to eat well tonight. You know, why am I going through this? I had to walk maybe like a mile or two to my bar stop. One day I was wearing the same clothes to church. And one girl comes to me and says, Uncle Moses, why are you always wearing the same clothes? It is not how you start. It is what you do after you start. So I'm here missing my dad You know, he, he couldn't come to my High school graduation Couldn't be there for my college graduation I went on to get two Master's degrees He couldn't come to any of that and, and I'm missing him And then when he passes away Now I know that for sure I will never hear his voice Again If you have your father It is not how you start It is what you do after you start Maybe your relationship with him Is very rough right now Just do your best Because one day when he's not there One day when you can no longer call him You'll be like how I wish I could speak to him Again now, nobody's perfect Some of them have done things that you're like "No know what bro and I'm talking to you no more, he's out But if you can heal the relationship and it's not how you start the start may be rough; it may be a mess, but I would give anything to hear his voice again. It's not how you start. It is what you do after you start. I've been here in America for 22 years now, or going, going on 22 years now. I'm married, three kids and everything, and it is not how you start. Because after seven years of working with my church... I got laid off. Got laid off. You're like, how is that possible? You had that happen. So now... I lost my house. I'm living with my sister. Now can you imagine a grown man? Moving with your wife... And two kids. Living in their room... Probably a third of this. A bed and two cribs. And they say... Dinner is ready, you can't even eat, because as a man, you're supposed to be working, supposed to take care of your family, and here you are, can't even buy food, it's not how you start, it's what you do after you start, it was painful, it was rough, but now I have my own place, my own car kids are doing very well life will throw things at you but don't let that define you let that be a motivation let that be something that picks you up and pushes you forward whether there was no lunch at school whether it's a job loss whether it's a father loss no matter what it is that you have been through I want to encourage you that hey it's not how you start it's what you do after you start Sometimes math is hard. Sometimes English doesn't make sense. Sometimes you're like, man, what do I even need this for? I keep moving. Keep doing your very best. Because it does add up. Imagine if I didn't do well in math because, of course, you know what? I'm supposed to be a pastor, so I don't care about math. I wouldn't have the job I have today because, right, that's what I'm teaching. I'm teaching Chemistry. Oh, I did four years of chemistry. It was nice, man. Bringing the love. You got your 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 coat and everything, and you blew things up, mixing chemicals. Was fun. But guess what? Chemistry now informs the way I think. You guys know the scientific method. What is the scientific method? Uh, is it its question? Okay. Observation. Then hypothesis, Hypothesis. You say. Okay. Against you because can it that. hundred uh-huh. the, the analysis, and then you repeat it again. Right? Guess what? Four years of that. I still have some people here with with, with, with with chemistry, but it's the fact that it informs the way I think. Whatever you are doing now is forever part of your history. How many of you have uh, are sloppy with your work? I don't know if you work very hard on your school work. Okay. I don't know if you are in the middle, cannot of, do it, okay. Can I, can I, I'm just gonna end on this note. Do you know what a scholarship is? Yes. Okay, and they give you money for it, right? Yeah, that, that, that's it. Do you want to know my definition of a scholarship? For every test you get an A on, somebody says, I'll pay you $20. For every quiz, I'll give you $10. For every homework, I'll give you $5. At the end of your school year, you don't stacked up that money, someone says, give me your grades and I'll give you money. Exchange. So if you got a bunch of C's, people are like, I don't want that stack. You can keep your stack If you want my stack of money You better give me a stack of A's and B's So if you want a scholarship If you want to do well Then guess what Take everything serious And it's not how you start Maybe the class was was difficult But you begin well And stack it up So one day you have schools competing So I want his stack No I want his stack No I'll give you more money I'll give you more money That's what a scholarship is and things may be wrong. I remember the first time I got a C in English, I cried. No way, she's not gonna see. I was one of those obnoxious people. <laughs> I, was, I was, annoying. If I had a 96, A, it wasn't good enough. And the 99, 100, A, you know? So I was, I, was, I was crazy like that. But what I wanna share with you is, it's not how you start. People always misunderstood my English. The first time you I came to America, most of you probably don't understand what I said. Huh? Mm? Uh-huh. But again, it's not how you start. It's what you do after you start. So on this note, just want to invite you to take a pause and think about your life. Not everything is perfect. Not everything is in place. There are some things you would like to change. That's everybody. But that's where you start. So don't stop trying. Don't stop working. One day you are going to be sitting here telling somebody, I remember when I was in high school. I remember when I struggled through this. I remember when things were wrong. And now I have made it through. So it's not how you start. Life, school, friends, whatever. Whatever. Is what you do after you start. So, what are you going to do today? What step are you going to do today? What decision are you going to make today that will make you move forward instead of moving back? Stay floss, stay floss, stay floss, stay floss. Award winning producer Raheem Shabazz continues the Elementary Genocide documentary series with The School to Prison Pipeline. That film exposes the social engineering done to African American children in the school system. And his other film, Elementary Genocide 2, The Board of Education versus the Board of Incarceration, takes an even deeper look at the history of the American school system and how it was made to justify yeah. subjugating black Americans. These films are on track to be the most discussed films in black America. These films feature people like Dr. Boyce Watkins, Dr. Francis yeah. Cress Welsing, and many, many more. The documentary is available right now at elementarygenocide.com. That's elementarygenocide.com. Stay flawed, 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 stay Stay flawed.